Instagram. Well, welcome back to the On the Wings of Love podcast. Uh, this is Mary Lee, your host. And today I have my producer, Chelsea, with me. Uh, Chelsea was a co-host for a few episodes um, back in throughout 2019. And she has come on as my producer. So welcome, Chelsea, onto the podcast. Hey. It's hey, Chelsea. so great to be here officially as your producer. <laughs> well, I'm so excited. So uh, Chelsea recently relocated from L.A., and being out in LA and doing a lot of commercial work and film, um, I mean, her resume is amazing as an actor. She has recently transitioned to more of a production role in creative writing. So um, I'm really excited to have her input. And Chelsea, I just love you, obviously. Um, <laughs> I love you too. So it's anyway, mutual. but I'm I'm really excited for everyone to kind of. Um, hear your knowledge and um one fun thing that I think our listeners will love to know is that you are actually married to a pilot I and am how, how weird is that like our bachelor this next season is a pilot I know it's how do you feel about that I feel I don't know I mean I guess it's a cool thing. I always forget about it until we're at like a happy hour or a dinner party or something and someone asks Adam what he did in the Navy and he says, oh, as a pilot. And like the reaction is oftentimes like, whoa, that's so cool. Um, so I'm I'm always like reminded like, oh, yeah, it is a really cool thing. It feels very like normal to me now. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, I think that like, I think that Pete, uh, has a very appealing career to a lot of women. I think, I think lots of these women are probably very attracted to him because he's a pilot, even though it's not always oh, the right. sexiest job, I don't think, but it does come with that sort of like top gun maverick like appeal to oh totally <laughs> girls i don't know well i think i think women love a man in uniform yes. whatever that uniform is yes. whether it's like a man suited up like the tv show suits and they're businessmen mm -hmm. or they're a pilot or someone in the marines or the army yeah. you know women love a guy in a nice suit but it's, um it's I funny because adam wore like a a flight suit which is basically like onesie pajamas every day <laughs> they're like the baggiest like little it's like one zip up it's like onesie pajamas like no joke you just go if you don't know what I'm talking about google like a flight suit and so now when I see him in like a regular business suit I'm like hubba hubba <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because like most people most girls like like a uniform um right but yeah <laughs> that's so funny well I know we're gonna get all versions of pilot Pete on this upcoming season but uh I just want to tell my listeners a little bit about the podcast if this is their first time tuning in um mm -hmm. welcome for the first time and if you're returning after listening to my uh commentary on Colton season and uh throughout Hannah Hannah Beast um <laughs> throughout her season uh welcome back I uh just started this podcast in 2019 
And um, I, I have been a very long time Bachelor fan from the very beginning with Michael. Um, and most of you go, what? Who's Michael? Well, he was the first Bachelor. Uh, I believe it was back in 2000 and oh gosh, I want to say three, but it, it, it actually should have been before that. Um, yeah. Basically, I've been watching the show for 20 years or 18 years and don't age me, just pretend I was pretty young to be watching the show but yeah. I was watching it every single season so here I am your classic bachelor fanatic who has seen every single season of the bachelor bachelorette bachelor in paradise bachelor winter games bachelor pad um mm-hmm. anything you can think of <laughs> on U.S. version that is yes. and uh I'm here to recap I'm here beyond recap I'm here to give you a lot of deep information um, analysis on these people and analysis on the show and how the show is run from the producer's angle. Um, maybe some things that you're not seeing because you're new to the bachelor or you are a longtime follower and you're just, you want to know what's happening with old people from the show. Like what's happening with the previous pilot, Jake Pavelka or his mm-hmm. former girls, Vienna and Tenley. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, keep listening because there are so many fascinating people who've come through this, this show, through this franchise, mm-hmm. and um, I love to catch up with them. So throughout this next season, you're going to hear some interviews that I will do with some previous Bachelor um, and Bachelorette contestants, and uh, yeah, we're just going to keep um, keep it real. You know, I really love people, and I think... Uh, you know, sometimes as we, the viewer, watching this TV show, we, you know, we, like, are judging these people from afar. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know their full story. No. And then time goes on, and they get off the show, and some of them are very um, in a tight-knit circle with all the other people from the show. And other mm-hmm. people have moved on to better things in their careers or um, just different things. So um, I really think it's neat for us to uh, get to know these people. And that's what this podcast is all about. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. And well, I feel like I missed something actually. Um, so kind of the format of this show is uh, every episode uh, you will hear me. And uh, when Chelsea is able to come on, you're going to hear her. Uh, but each episode we are going to recap the current episode then we're going to go into Bachelor News, so updates on uh, Bachelor Nation uh, men and women and what's mm-hmm. going on, who got engaged, who had a baby, uh, who broke up. Uh, mm-hmm. And just at the very end, I'm going to recap one person specifically, mm-hmm. and maybe that will be an interview, and maybe that will be uh, just some research that I've done on people in Bachelor Nation. So, Which is so great because um, I don't, no, I, I don't have the time in my life to go deep diving into everyone's Instagrams, but I'm always curious. Like you, I have another friend who, um, whenever I have questions when a season's ended and I'm like, what's happening with them now? Give me updates. <laughs> I love like having my go-to, having you just break all that down for me because I'm always curious. Well, that that's why I'm here. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So anyway, with that said, uh, let's talk about, God, there's so many things. You know what? Do we start with Pilot Pete Chelsea or do we want to start with uh, news? Um, 
I don't know. I am excited after watching Chris Harrison intro all the girls for Pilot Pete. Yeah. Season. So you are right. So okay, let's start with Pilot Pete. So today it's December seventeenth. Um, it's only like eight days to Christmas, and um, I want to, you know, thankfully. Chris Harrison went on TV last night at in the wee hours of the morning at 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, that was confusing. I thought it was going to be 9.30. <laughs> yeah, that screwed both of us up because I went yeah. to my DVR settings to go to ABC. I was I was already DVRing the um, holiday with the Haas, mm. you know, that like dance special. Mm-hmm. Have not watched it yet, but um, I went on DVR to DVR it and there was nothing for The Bachelor. So I had to catch up like you did on YouTube today mm-hmm. and watch Chris Harrison intro all of the girls. So yeah. let's talk about the girls. Um, Chelsea, I'm going to ask you your top four or your mm-hmm. predictions for who his top four yeah. are, because yeah. we all know you really, when a season comes and goes, you kind of forget most of the girls, except the four hometowns. You always remember the four yeah. girls who go to hometown. Yeah. There are the oddballs that are like the, the ones that get known for something really weird the first right, really episode. Exciting. And even if they leave that day, you're like, oh, the girl with the shark suit. Oh, the girl, Jane, with the – what did Jane do the first day? I feel like she did something weird, too, that she got known remember. for. Or was she just known for, like, being, being annoying loud at the women tell all? Yeah. um so I feel like those are like the outliers the ones that like sometimes get invited to Bachelor in Paradise just because they did something really totally bizarre um but you're right the the only people that we remember really by name and remember their actual story are the final four usually yeah so, okay, you watched the bios, you watched the intros, and they're quirky little dances. I thought that was kind yes. of funny. They, like, didn't just show a still photo. They're like, here's a still photo and movement. Here's okay, the girl this, like, dancing. This was very Love Island to me. Really? Okay, yes. tell me more. Okay, so Love Island um, is my current guilty pleasure <laughs> because I'm. Uh, it's knitting season for me. Uh, which means mm-hmm. that I watch a lot of mindless television uh, while knitting. And uh, there are many, many episodes of Love Island out there. Uh, I think there are five seasons of the UK version available on Hulu, and each season has 50 episodes. So the show. And how long is an episode? <laughs> an episode is an hour long. <laughs> so they so they went 50 hours of edited television of edited television so that means it was like hours and hours of footage oh yes oh yes so so it airs um monday through friday i think um five days a week for 10 weeks um and i've only seen the fifth season the most recent season 2019 of the UK Love Island and they have an Australia version from last year I think that I've seen that only had 30 episodes <laughs> but um, it's easier to get through yes but uh, the intro packages are like them just in this studio space like dancing around and like showing off how hot they are 
Um, oh my god! And talking That's about just like how what we many, just saw. Yes, it felt it. It was like very very similar. I wonder if <gasps> Bachelor is like taking a cue from Love Island. I think because oh, it's on totally Hulu were. now, it's getting a, a lot of crossover Bachelor Nation people watching. Oh I my wonder, gosh! Yeah. So now, can you explain one thing to me? So you mm-hmm. said Love Island. I know you've told me about it briefly before, and mm-hmm. you said like it's kind of just like rotating door of like people coming on the island people mm-hmm. leaving the island so is the intro package only on like the first episode or is it throughout the season with like the women I'm in a backdrop and here's me dancing and yeah you know so they have it seems like they have the the five girls and five guys that are the originals that go into okay. the house and they call it Love Island but it's like in Spain I guess it's on an island I don't know um, in, but it's in Spain, this villa and the, f- the 10 originals, they do have that studio, like all the same looking backdrop and, um, you can see their Instagrams like scrolling by on the screen and they're, they're, they choose the way they cast it is like all like partiers. They're all like scene like social scene people um so not a lot of grown-up you know stores or like people that have normal jobs like a lot of them are like models and dated famous people before or totally. I'm a par- club promoter or like something like that I mean there are there are definitely some people with regular jobs but most of them are insta people and then as the new people come in after that initial day they usually shoot them on like the cliff of Spain, like outside of the villa or something. It's like they're like on location somewhere, but it's a very similar okay. like, look how sexy I am. I'm like moving around and like talking about myself and how hot I am. So is that is that more like a Bachelor in Paradise style, but without? Yeah. The way the Bachelor in Paradise is filmed, it's almost like making fun. They're all making fun of themselves. So like yeah. someone's falling into the beach or someone is like flipping their hair or the guy is like looking pretty and it's a joke or someone's like talking to a bird, you know, like it's, I I know they're making fun of themselves. It doesn't, it's not as it's interesting because I feel like it doesn't take itself too seriously in general, but the people themselves do take themselves seriously if that makes any sense (laughs) like the one thing another thing about love island is that they have um a narrator basically and so he is basically like making fun of the show the entire episode um and that's very like self-aware whereas bachelor doesn't do that at all um bachelor in paradise even doesn't do that but well, but Bachelor in Paradise is kind of kitschy and they're there to have fun and it's definitely silly. Like Love Island doesn't have the the cast of Love Island don't really have that. Sometimes they do, but so you bring up a point about a narrator in the show and mm-hmm. 
I thought this was kind of cool that Chris Harrison introed the girls mm-hmm. as a narrator, you know, mm-hmm. of sorts, like to narrate, he narrated like, Hey, this girl, she has a lot of drama and, or she's really <laughs> spicy or, yeah. um, Hey, I'm just going to let you know, like, this is the first date or she gets mm-hmm. the first kiss. Like he revealed that information. He did. Um, I was surprised. But you know, I know me too, but you know, what's interesting is Chris has kind of in the last few seasons taken like a back seat as a narrator mm-hmm. where I want to talk about this next after we talk about Peter's season. Um, I recently rewatched all of Jason Mesnick's season. So mm-hmm. if you would love to know <laughs> our opinions on that, I'm going to share in the next five, 10 minutes, but um, it just, it brought me back, you know, like, mm-hmm. again, I have seen every single season. So I remember when like the guy or the girl would go into the mansion and like, or if they were on site, they they did this throughout the entire season where they would do a one-on-one interview with Chris literally at the end of every episode. And so Chris would be like, so what'd you think of this week's dates? Like, how did that go? And how's, how's the drama in the house? And mm-hmm. how do you feel about this person? Did she open up to you? You know, like asking him kind of, deeper questions making the bachelor reveal his feelings or his and an odd so jason's season was one where like i remember he was commenting on jillian and it was i think right after the hometowns Mm -hmm. either the hometowns or the the final three um fantasy dates and chris sat him down and said now mind you if you didn't have that interview you might be like I have no idea who's going to send home like Mm -hmm. zero idea. He clearly liked all three of them. He was really good at like making them all feel loved. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you get to that interview with Chris where he has to be real. And like you, I noticed body language and tone and, um, you know, I think part of that comes from being an actor Mm -hmm. and knowing what is authentic and what is not authentic. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, in moments like that, like, he can't act. Like, he can act in a room of 25 women. Yeah. He's not going to act as well in a one-on-one interview when he's not thinking about the cameras as much, you know? So hmm. in that moment with Chris, though, he was, like, talking about Jillian. And he's like, what do you think of Jillian? He's like, oh, yeah, her her hometown was great. Her family was amazing. But, um, you know, she says she wants a best friend. And... I don't know if that's what I want. And he was like, I don't know. He was like, I don't know if I'll be able to work or get beyond friendship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was like, ding, 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 lightning yeah. bolt. He is not thinking about having sex with her, marrying her. Like if he doesn't want a best friend and like, that's what she wants. Yeah. He is. He made it like abundantly clear. So I watched mm-hmm. that recap and I could tell without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. He's nixing Jillian. He's keeping mm-hmm. Molly and Melissa like a hundred percent. Yeah. And of course that's what he did. So anyway, I share this to say like, I think having Chris be a bit of a narrator can really help the season. And, um, I think some bachelor and bachelorettes need more guidance than others. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that Chris guides Peter a bit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because Peter is kind of younger. We had, like, yeah. Nick Vial and Ari who are older bachelors and mm-hmm. had dated a lot, had been in plenty of relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Peter just strikes me as someone who can, like, be mal- – he's really malleable in my mind. Yeah. Like, he's going to go with what producers tell him. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. So anyway, yeah. that being said, so let's get back to the women. So yeah. what did you think of the interview? So first of all, we've noted that this is totally Love Island-esque. Yes, the and- dancing. I will say one thing I appreciated, like you said, that we got Chris kind of front and center because we haven't seen him in a while. Um, like being a, like a real part of the episode. So I'm hoping that he's more a part, like you said. Um, Me too. But it kind of, I got a little bothered occasionally when he would like label the girls as something. He brought up the word aggressive a lot and like emotional. And it started to feel a little bit like, Ugh, why do we have to label these women as something and like put like a negative spin on it you know like I don't know it felt a little like like if these girls were calling themselves aggressive like that might be different right. but like a straight white man calling a bunch of these girls like emotional aggressive totally. like it felt a little weird and I like like that the bachelor's taking steps toward you know putting um some strong images of women and um and men and I feel like they've taken like some new steps with Bachelor in Paradise you know with Demi and Christian's relationship and like it's it's I'm excited with what the Bachelor is doing but this kind of I mean, thing I was doing like, as far as like showing what America really looks like yes, and yes, does. Yes. Right. Yes. Versus this like perfect version of like, here's what people look like in Tennessee and Texas. Right. And everyone is white and pretty mm-hmm. and there's not yeah. a lot of black people, which like, is totally not true. No. And there's not a lot of Hispanic people. Well, or in Asian general, I thought these girls. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. In general, I thought these girls were pretty diverse. Um, I agree. I was like excited about that. But then he also called, um, what did he, where I wrote a note about it. Oh yes. Sarah, Sarah 24, the medical radiographer. Yeah. He said she was the cook that she would cook for like all 30 girls and whatever. He kept calling her a classic beauty and she's like blonde, blue eyed. And I was like, that you know what it bothered me there too it was like it was like you know he was labeling certain women and certain women who looked a certain way sometimes too as the aggressive ones and then he says the blonde hair blue-eyed girl is the classic beauty and I was like Chris so right and I think you're trying to note that like maybe with society that's not the way to go about things right yeah like we could take a step back from like stereotype especially when we're looking at like a group of 30 women that are all very diverse and have you know lots of unique qualities about them so my thoughts on this are this that Chris is trying to break it down for us because he knows that you're going to look at 30 girls and go, Mm -hmm. who the heck does he like of these 30? Right. Like I remember when Ari season came out and I, I hate this. I saw this, but early on I saw like Becca, Mm -hmm. um, Kufrin was one of his top four women. And Mm -hmm. I, from seeing her bio, I was like, Oh, she's not that pretty. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? Like she's, 
Because now remember, Ari came from Emily Maynard's season, okay, which was years ago now. But I was in love with Ari, right? Like Ari, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ari was my like bachelor crush. I was like, oh, I would go on the show for Ari. Well, too bad Ari decided to go on TV in the last two years, and I was already mm-hmm. swooped up with my now husband. So, yeah, um, did you? Yeah, like and the, we joke about hair? it. Is that what did it for you? The fact that he is a race car driver. What he was, was it? I think I could just bandit? tell, like, he was, yes, <laughs> he was such a good kisser. Yeah. And he was just very, like, emotional and, like, a, a soft way without being too soft. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of guys on Emily's season just seem like, I don't know. Like, I didn't even like Sean Lowe that much back then. I mm-hmm. thought, like, oh, Ari is, like, in tune with Emily's feelings, and he wants to know how she feels and what she thinks and, like, he was romantic and I was like, oh, and he like would pin her up against a wall and like, who doesn't love that? Right. <laughs> yeah. um, both hands in the air. Yeah. So, um, Pete's you got, know, I just thought Pete's he has got a few of those moves. Uh, tries. Pete is, <laughs> Pete is maybe someone I would have liked when I was 18 or 22. And then by the time I was 23, I would have said no. Well, most of these girls, that's a good point. Most of these girls are, I think there's only one that's, that's over 30, right? Yeah. It's kind of sad. I was actually really upset to hear. So I thought one it was funny, 30. Chris Harrison. Okay. So before we say who our top four are, okay. it was hilarious that Chris Harrison was like, all right, two things. Number one, don't play a drinking game and be like, oh, anytime <laughs> they say windmill or pilot, yeah. start drinking. He's like, don't do it. You're going to be really drunk yeah yeah like so I loved that tip because he read all of America's mindset you know Mm -hmm. I know my girlfriends when we get together they're like okay let's pour out the wine Mm -hmm. and then like I I don't know I'm so invested in like what's happening and like the emotions Mm -hmm. that like I forget the word Mm -hmm. like I'm not good with the get sort of game because I'm like what's happening what's with the body language what's what is he saying Mm -hmm. you know yeah. But I'll have friends around me like, oh, he said windmill, and then I got a drink, you know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> great tip by Chris. And then also he was like, um, I don't know if our casting agents got uh, lazy, but we yes. seem to have a lot of women in from Texas, Texas and, and Chicago. Chicago area. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that he just calls it out and he yeah. didn't like act like, oh, this is weird. Like, mm-hmm. We're all going to be like, where are the people from, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think what states were not represented. Like, I mean, I don't think they have to represent all 50 states by any means. But I, I'm actually surprised they didn't have more, like, Florida and Georgia girls. Mm-hmm. I could see him pairing with a girl from, like, a warm, another warm state who would mm-hmm. also like California. Or, yeah. like, Oregon or... You know, like more Western states too. I was yeah. a little surprised, but yeah, he was pretty transparent about like the casting process and not that it's just a standard like ap- apply and submit, but like they recruit. So yes, and I'm he, glad he, he kind of yeah, like, he kind of made that obvious. Well, for you girls specifically, he mm-hmm. said one there was Hannah. Who um, he goes? So Hannah was brought to us Dangerous. by our friend Hannah, Hannah G. G. Yeah, like reminding us all, hey, Hannah G is the one who's with Dylan, found her love on Paradise. By the way, 
only official couple got engaged on Paradise who's still together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I don't I don't know if they're going to get married. I think there's rumors that they might get married in Paradise, but hmm. I don't know. I think they'll just stay engaged. They're pretty young. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Hannah G brought in this other girl, Hannah. She's a cute brunette with blue eyes. Um, and then he said someone else had brought someone in. So I don't know. What did you think about Hannah, Charles? Did you think she seemed cute or just normal? She might stay on for a little while or do you think she's top four? I, I didn't peg her as top four. Um, I think that the fact that she is cute might keep her around for a while. Like it seems like she's his type on paper maybe like just the way she looks um Mm -hmm. I don't know Chris said she got in the middle of the drama a lot I don't know if that's like oh I missed that good thing or a bad thing. definitely not in Pete's (laughs) mind yeah I don't know right right well um there's so many girls I feel like we're gonna break them down I know after the very first episode which airs January 6th And um, as an update for our listeners, I'm going to release that podcast uh, the second week of January because I will be away on my honeymoon. So uh, jealous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your itinerary is stunning. I can't wait to hear all about it. You're going to have the best time. Yeah. I was just going to say January 6th, I'm going to be having a batch, my very own bachelor date. um, Yes. Wine date all over southern australia so uh, yeah dreamy <laughs> yeah we're going to the yara valley region y-a-r-r-a so i don't know what yeah that like, is, but um, i bet the wine's gonna be delicious I, I know honestly i didn't know what it was either i did just i'm a super deep researcher as you guys will all discover in this podcast and um yeah, the, basically Western Australia has a lot of great wines, but uh, Southern Australia, the best region, is in the Yarra Valley. And so one of the vineyards that we're going to is like Domaine Chandon, which is the same Domaine Chandon that you've heard of from France. Um, so yeah, they have a vineyard out in Southern Australia and, oh, there's so many others. So I've told my husband we're going to go to five, and he looked at me like, uh, are you serious? Five? I was like, yeah, you can drink. I was like, you're going to have to drink. Like, and he knows if we go out and I can't drink, he's the sort of guy who I would love if people commented on this, but, um, you know, when you're with a friend and like, they're like, okay, we're ready to go. And you're like, okay. And there's like a little bit of wine left or whatever your drink is. And you're like, uh, I just don't want it. Like, I'm good. I'll just leave it on the table. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Andy is the sort of person he's like, uh, I paid for that. No, like, yeah, we can't Adam is too. Yeah. And he'll drink all of it. Like, whatever it is. Doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Yeah, just throw it back. <laughs> Get your money's worth. So, he's, so the moral of the story is he's going to be really drunk on the night of the Bachelor premiere. And <laughs> if I'm able to get connection, I will watch it from our hotel room in Melbourne. But uh, yeah. I kind of doubt it. So. You can also spit. So, you can spit. You can taste and spit. They have those little buckets there for you. Kind of yeah, weird, you know what? Actually, but we shouldn't promote this as like a way to watch The Bachelor, though. Like, 
Hey, yeah. drink and spit, drink and spit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean at your wine tasting, you don't have to get at my wasted. Wine, we can do that. Yeah, you but don't have to get do wasted. Spit. No, I'm not suggesting well, I- everyone with their friends just take sips and spit it out. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. But I do charge you if you're listening um, to drink on the fin- on the opening night one because it's so fun, and uh, we should come up with some like hashtags. Of like what yeah. we should drink to, you know? Oh yeah, we're, I, we gotta have some toasts and like what would you do? Like uh, I wonder. I wish they bring back on the wings of love. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. that would be really great. Yeah, which came from Jake's season when he yeah. was the pilot. Yeah, Bachelor. Um, but yeah, what what do you think we should drink to? Like, um, the friendly skies. <laughs> what is the what is delta's like um tag do they oh, have delta. A... we should drink the delta that's delta. Should, i bet someone's gonna delta yeah do that's they, a good one they have they probably have some sort of like um what's delta's like tagline i don't remember i actually i'm not a big delta flyer i'm, I'm an american girl. yeah i was uh yeah, alaska right. we loved alaska when we were in california oh, they're supposed to be the best airline oh my gosh it's the best and I hate yeah. flying. <laughs> oh. um, so, okay, let's drink to Delta. Let's think of another one. Um, well, Right Reasons is a good one. Right Reasons. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Chris locked that up. So we should we should drink to Right Reasons. Because, yeah. I mean, that's been going on for years. Um, and what else should we drink to? How old is he? He's I keep like... coming back to the fact that all these girls are like children. So young. I know. <laughs> Um, there's a girl who's 22 that seems so young I guess Demi was really young when she was on the show right was she 20 21 or 22 no she was she was like 23 maybe um 24 actually I think she had to have been 24 because she and Hannah are the same age but uh let's see that do you think that so they're not they're not gonna have any much I bet they won't have much drama between like the older girls and the younger girls because they're all young right except for one. what about so there's three flight attendants there's Jade who's a flight attendant um who else was a flight attendant Megan 26 from San Francisco yeah Megan and I think there's one more there's one more um Eunice and Megan know each other apparently right so what do you think we could drink to then so um Delta right oh pageants yes. there's so many pageant girls Lots of pageants and Ooh, dancers let's, let's pro- and professional okay. sports dancers so let's bring up flight attendant let's drink to every hashtag flight attendant and then let's also do um pageant like oh I would yes I was miss like I was miss Texas or I was the former miss teen Iowa mm-hmm. yeah there's so many pageant girls so let's see if they bring that up the first night yeah. my top four are as of now I have Lauren who is from California Sarah mm-hmm. uh Sarah was the one that the Chris said he had the beauty. heart of classic beauty heart of gold <laughs> she's a good cook and mm-hmm. I thought she was pretty. So I was like, yeah, she fits the bill. Um, Sydney, I put. So mm-hmm. I don't know if Sydney will be top four, but I think she'll be, she'll go far enough because she knows did Hannah Brown. Her. Yeah. So two things. One, Hannah, I mean, so when I was listening to his commentary, if he didn't say much about 
them with Peter, I took it as maybe they just had a great story and Mm -hmm. like they didn't go past night one. Mm -hmm. Um, But someone like her, he said, apparently she's the best kisser. Mm-hmm. So yep. if Peter thinks that Peter will n- is not going to send home his best kisser. Yeah, probably not. So I think Sydney will go far. And so, yeah, they said she went to the same high school as Hannah Brown. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Sydney. And then my fourth one was Megan and Megan. Flight oh, attendant. Megan was a flight attendant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she was the prettiest of the flight attendants. Was she the blonde? <laughs> I think she was blonde. Yeah, I just have a feeling that Peter is going to go for a blonde. So I... Yeah, I kind of felt that way too. His girlfriend before Hannah Brown um, was the girl. She lived in Atlanta. And I... All right, I'm going to call right now. Whoever Peter ends up with, I don't think he's actually going to marry. But I, I also thought that about Colton, and I still think that about Colton. So... Uh, but anyway, that's just an opinion. If Colton and Cassie prove me wrong, that's amazing. But I'm saying this to say, I think Peter had a girlfriend before he went on Hannah season, mm-hmm. broke up with her in December. So exactly a year ago, he broke up with her mm-hmm. and this show started in March. Like it started filming in March. So yeah. he knew he was going on the show. I want to say by January. Mm-hmm. And he had already applied and submitted well before then. So it wasn't, right. he was not some last minute submittal. It's like been very obvious that Peter submitted um, and broke up with his girlfriend and deleted every post and tag of he and his ex-girlfriend. And all this to say, his ex-girlfriend was blonde and classically pretty, as Chris Harrison would say. So <laughs> my guess is that uh, he is going to be attracted to that for yeah. his next girl. Yeah. I chose, uh, I, I thought Courtney had like kind of a, a mature vibe in her little dance video. <laughs> I don't know. She's okay. a cosmetologist from Florida. She... I don't know. She was the fourth girl. Her, I mean, it went, it, he announced it in alphabetical order, but Courtney was 26, a cosmetologist. She just had like a okay. vibe. For some reason, I just saw her and I thought, "Mm, she seems mature. I don't know why I thought that, but I just chose her as one of my tops. And then Lexi, I also thought she was New York. Lexi or Alexa? Lexi. Oh, Lexi. 26, marketing coordinator who lives in New York, but she's from, where is she from? Ohio or something? Florida something? He said she was from somewhere. Oh, I don't know. Um, And that... I also kind of got a vibe that she's like a go-getter and like maybe that's attractive to Pete. Um, she's from then, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida, but lives in New York, right? Right. So let me read a little bit about her bio because I think uh, their bios online also spill a little more information. Yeah. So she grew up in Jacksonville, Florida and is one of six siblings. Lexi went to Florida State and left college with a very serious boyfriend. But after moving to New York City, he ended things so they both could pursue their own careers and passions. Lexi stayed in New York City and has since been doing well as a marketing coordinator for a real estate company. Um, She's been on a number of bad and mediocre dates around New York and can't seem to find the right guy. Well, that's everyone in their early 20s in New York City. Yeah, I was going to say it seems pretty. (laughs) I I I don't know why I thought she was a front runner. 
Well, no, I'm not trying to say she's not. I just wanted to read her bio. I just feel like it would say something more if it was maybe not. Okay, wait. Here's what it says at the end of it, though, which is interesting. So first they have a they have like three things at the bottom. Mm -hmm. The first one's stupid, which, you know, they like to have just stupid little things. Um, The second one says Lexi loves her home in Florida, um, where it's Jacksonville, which is not like a city, but Mm -hmm. it's not New York City. Yeah. Um, She loves her home in Florida, but has too much sass for the suburb life. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then nothing turns Lexi off more than people who are desperate. So... To me, that reads that she's going to call girls out for being desperate. Or they're being ironic and, like, she hates people that are desperate, but she does something desperate during this season. Um, <laughs> Maybe I changed my mind. I don't know. I think she's – I'm going to reassess all of this after the first episode. Totally. But Madison but no, – okay, the next I... Madison was my other – top pick she's 23 and the foster parent recruiter in auburn oh yeah Um, she seems i liked yeah he said that she gets the first the first one-on-one date and she's like a basketball player she plays sports her dad is a sports coach at auburn i think he coaches basketball there yeah he said his her dad was like the assistant coach um but anyway, yeah, it seemed like cute. if he liked Hannah so much, it seemed like this type of girl he would like also. Like she has like also- some sort of altruistic career and she's, you know, got some other interests. She's active. She's pretty. She's a brunette. I don't know. He liked, I don't know. I don't know. Ex-bachelorette. Yes. You're calling it now. Okay. I like I it. I like it. Although I would I, I would probably like to see maybe like one of these Asian girls or like someone that's like dark skinned to be the next bachelorette. I would I mean we personally I would love that. Yeah. But yeah. Well I think it'll We'll have to see how these girls do on the show. Mm-hmm. And look, they want to—they want someone who is open, open to love, and who expresses yeah. their emotions, and someone who's also good with the camera and like who yeah. they like. So, yeah, she just looking at her, she reminds me of JoJo a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that maybe that's why I was like Bachelorette. Also, her bio yeah. is so good; like you can tell from reading this bio online, like they mm-hmm. like her. Yeah, I think she's probably Luke Parker's dream girl. Um, Um, she says her favorite, her favorite, the one book she would bring to a stranded Island would be the Bible. Okay. So I'm sure Luke Parker is looking at this like, Oh my God, can I meet her on paradise? Like this is my girl. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. But, um, um, what do you, that's a good point. I want to know, I want to know Cheyenne's bio because Chris said that she was the crew favorite. That like everyone on the cat, everyone on the crew loved this girl. I hope you didn't. I'm sorry. Did you just hear my dog make that noise? No. What did she do? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those noises. Okay, sorry. I was like, She's oh like my God, that groaning. Awful. 
Um, okay, wait. Cheyenne, Cheyenne was the she's an administrative oh, assistant. Oh yeah, he did say that. Yeah, crew favorite. She was the crew favorite. Yeah. Okay. So then like. you know what? You are Chelsea. I'm glad you called that out. So then my guess, if she's the crew favorite, and she's a beautiful black girl, and I'm saying this because we all freaking need like a person of a different race or color to be the lead. Maybe yes. they're hoping that she does well and she's yes. like the next bachelorette, mm-hmm. you know? Cause yeah. like, what, like I just said, like they have to like the lead, you know, like um, yeah. that's a big, big part of who they pick. Yeah. The um, crew and the producers like getting along with them. So her bio looks really good, you know, like, since skydiving's the top of her bucket list, she was mm-hmm. a competitive horseback rider. Mm. Um, Horses scare me. Said every guy, every guy she's dated ended up ghosting her, having a wife and kids, or liking her friends over her. Oh. We have a feeling it's only happy times ahead for this high roller. I think it's important uh-huh. for them to be like really seriously like looking for someone like and to have had some sort of like issue with dating in the Mm -hmm. past like I think that's an important thing for the leads to have and for the contestants too I think the contestants the you know then America can kind of like get behind them and you know it's more than just you could be dating at home why didn't you just stay at home but if it's like they have some sort of story about you know how things haven't worked out for them time and time and time again which is why mm-hmm. they're here I think I don't know she might be a good she might be okay so I'm it. trying to like reevaluate why I picked my top four and like change it a bit so I know he said Lauren was the envy of all the other girls on night one Mm-hmm. So my guess is she might get the first impression rose or yeah. kiss him or yeah. or something. So she's very cute. So I still put Lauren in the top. Like, yeah, she looks very pretty, very petite. Mm-hmm. Um, she is something about her photo. Even I feel like she has like a very sweet, positive energy, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep her there, but and Sydney, I feel like I want to keep Sydney. Do I want to keep Megan? Yeah, Sydney. Like, I feel like... Hmm. I don't know. Megan, maybe not. I think Megan was just like, oh, she's a flight attendant. I have to pick a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we have to pick a flight attendant. So I'm going to take Megan off my list. And what if we were to come up with four, Chelsea, you and I together? So what four are we... Okay. Who do you... Well, Sarah... Do you 100% I, I put Sarah as one of mine, too. So Sarah... Are we both have Sarah. Madison, maybe? She gets the okay. first one-on-one. I've been one. down with Madison. Yeah, but that doesn't mean she'll go far. True. Um, okay, but we'll keep her now. So Sarah, Madison, Lauren. who else? Lauren, maybe? Sydney, Lauren I, like Sydney is good, too, because she's the best kisser. Now, the first kiss was the realtor from Texas, Savannah, who is also an Astros dance dancer or cheerleader or something um but first kiss doesn't really mean that he's into it she could have just walked right up to him and planted it on him so 
Um, but best kisser, I don't know. Uh, I feel like that does hold weight, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of at – so all he said with Lauren is that she was the envy of others night one. So that could change. Yeah. So I'm going to keep my bet with what I said about Sydney. And yeah. then who do you want to say? Sydney. So Sydney, one Sarah, more. Madison, and – um, who was one of your other four? Courtney was my other one, but for no reason. <laughs> Maybe Jade, the girl that wants to get her private pilot's license. She's a flight attendant. Mm. I don't know. What are like they were all wearing the same. Why don't we do Shean? Yeah, Shean. Why I, not? I, I she, like her. If she's the producer's favorite, there's got to be a reason for that. Yeah. Unless she goes, maybe if, if not top four, she'll be like top six. Because they're not, mm-hmm. it would be very surprising to me if the producers has a favorite who only goes to like top eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that was like a little bit of a info. You know, I think some of the girls who are going to leave on night one are girls like Katrina and Jasmine. Apparently, I think it was Jasmine's just something really dirty to him. Yeah. I could see him being like, okay, I didn't really talk to her beyond that, so whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think he's also going to get a little of, like, Marissa and maybe Peyton mm-hmm. and Savannah. I, I don't know. I feel like I see this show. I've seen this show so many times. I, like, mm-hmm. look at them, and I'm like, yeah, they won't make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. ridiculous, but. It's like The Bachelor wants to cast, like, a diverse group of people, but ultimately mm-hmm. The Bachelor themselves is really only attracted, like, a handful of people. Right. So. That is, that is true. Okay, so what we have someone from four California? Days. Kylie? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Let's let's reevaluate. It looks like for now we have Sarah, Madison, Sydney, and Shyam. Shyam, yeah. So that's our top four, right? Yeah. Okay, we got it. So let's, real quick, let's talk about um, um, Jason Mesnick season. Yeah. So I so, I bought it at the beginning <laughs> of the year because I was like, Adam was deployed and I was bored. I was knitting a lot. And so I bought Jason's season and... Jillian season I don't know it was like two or no I I bought Juan Pablo's season too oh gosh and watch them I like that one yeah so uh so then I see that there's a show on Netflix one season available and it's one I already own (laughs) I was like damn it and they call it season one I love how they call it season one when it was season 11 yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's I really hope season. people aren't like this is it's a great season it's a great it, and it I realized it happened when we were like our end of college experience mm-hmm. that's when it aired mm-hmm. so I was like oh my god it's bringing me back you know like yeah. Molly was only a few years older than me you know I, I could have been Molly <laughs> engaged to this dad from Seattle yeah Sorry, this is just what would go through my head at the time. I'd be like, right. I could be. Yep. Maybe in a few years, I'm in. Thank God I was never them. I am yep. married to the most 
wonderful man who was never on The Bachelor, and no, I never great. would have found him if I didn't pursue my dreams. But anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, so Jason Melissa's Jason Melissa, uh, Jason's season of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So you watched this several months ago. So did yeah. did you rewatch it when it came on Netflix? I haven't gotten around to it. I've been watching other been busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So tell me your thoughts on watching a show that was filmed a decade ago. What did you think? Oh man, I forgot. Is this one that's like the standard um like it's it's not a full screen? When you watch it on your TV now, does it like cut off the ratio? Is the ratio like the standard ratio? Do you remember when you watch it? It's what like do you mean by it's that? like you go you go far enough back that it's not even like the wide ratio that is the size of our TVs nowadays. It's like this small standard ratio that's like a square. So it'll put a bar a black bar on like the sides. Um, I remember that about the show. Um, like that dated it for me. I was like, wow, this is old. It's like not high definition. It's right. <laughs> standard dev. It's like but the clothing. The clothing oh my didn't gosh. do it for me. Yes, yes. Oh my God. Like the belted, like the shirts with the belts and like oh, yeah. Jason would wear graphic t-shirts and like the red <laughs> or the blue colored button down. Yeah. I never liked that. Style. To be Let fair, me just though, say it. I hated that. To be <laughs> fair, though, like the guys now, like the tightness of the jeans that the guys wear now is like going to uh-huh. be the thing that we talk about later. <laughs> We're going to be like, wait, what is happening with the like distressed jeans and the tightness of them? Everyone's wearing skinny jeans. Everyone. Um, totally. No, I. Uh, I I thought that it was like f- produced fairly similarly though. Um if I look back like it seems well, pretty pretty much the standard fare of what we get now on the show. Well, I'll tell you one thing that was very different is again at the end of every episode Chris would recap with the bachelor or the bachelorette mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and ask them how they were feeling how they thought the week went that's true um and so you had a one a lot more time of like that so there was like less fo- less footage on uh the, the women or the men without the bachelor there was mm-hmm. hardly any footage of that it was mm-hmm. only footage of when the bachelor was around yeah um and then it, there was footage with who the bachelor is so the lead and chris who's like mm-hmm. the narrator so to speak mm-hmm. and then they would show him like picking up these picture frames of the women. Oh, yeah. So like I forgot about that. looking at yeah. Molly's face. Do I like her? Yes. Okay. Put the frame down. Picking up Melissa's face. Oh, now I'm like feeling it. <laughs> it's really funny when you think of it, but yeah, a very smart technique because it made them like, and if I recall, they did this up until like Ben's season. Um, uh, you know, but I, Ben Higgins, don't, I can't think of the last time we've seen it since, though. Like, yeah, I, I really am going to have to do my research to be like, when did yeah. this last happen? It doesn't happen stop. anymore. We don't like no. Yeah, they stopped it. And they also stopped a lot of the interviews. So, like, in Hannah's season last year, 
it was like mid season. They like had a horrible episode where all it was, was like recapping with Chris. Where I was like, I'm so bored. Yeah, that Just was show me boring. Yeah. Like, please show me content. There's enough content. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they could have just sprinkled in five minutes here, five minutes there. So that's one difference. Another difference is um, they spent a really long time recapping the previous episode. So the show might be two hours long, Mm -hmm. but there was a good five minute recap at the very beginning, which I'm glad they got rid of because it's just like a waste. It's like a wasted five minutes of television airtime. Yeah. Um, And now we just get right to the episode, which is so great. Or it's like a minute recap. It's like a very brief recap. Um, So that was really obvious to me in watching the entire season Mm -hmm. in the last month. That like coincides with like the website um, becoming bigger and like now we can go online and look at the the photos and the bios and be reminded of everyone's names and also like there's always going to be these like little recaps and blurbs and people are listening to podcasts and reading and yeah I don't know I wonder if that might be part of the reason why they kind of stopped doing that because the bachelor nation was like finding all that information was like was like gathering that information on their own they didn't need to be like reminded of it during the episode right I mean, yeah, and Bachelor Nation was so much smaller back then, too. Like, I definitely remember, obviously, watching the show. And at this point, I was in college when that season really came out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was watching a show when I was, I don't think I was in middle school. I think the show started when I started high school. It might have. I don't remember. But, um, I mean, I would ask, I would be like, oh, I watched The Bachelor. And no one was watching it, you know. And even in college, I maybe had... I don't even remember if you watched it. I didn't, Did you watch I it didn't, in college? I watched maybe like one episode with you once. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like I had like a strong cult following of friends yeah. who watched yeah. it with me. And it wasn't until I was like later in my 20s that mm-hmm. my girlfriends that I had grown up with uh, were religiously watching it. That I was like, thank yeah. God. All right. This and, is also, you know, this is also nowadays like the only appointment viewing show that I have on my calendar whereas back then we didn't binge watch stuff there was no streaming right so there were lots of shows that you had to set aside time to watch when it aired now now I watch all of my other stuff whenever the hell I feel like it so now I'm like it's kind of the novelty of like appointment viewing and now I think it's catching on again you're totally right. And that's a great point to make. Like, uh, how television has changed definitely changes the ratings. You know, back then it was like everyone was watching Lost and yeah. all these other like network TV shows like West Wing and mm-hmm. like other comedies oh, and college, dramas that uh, were Grey's Anatomy was huge. Oh, yeah. Our girlfriends would get together and watch Grey's Anatomy every Thursday. I never watched I it. I can't. Either. <laughs> I watched it, but then I was like, it's just the I'm too the squeamish. Is not great. I the writing aside, I'm too squeamish. Like I've watched I've tried to watch the show so many times right. and I like can't. I'm like gagging. I can't be like eating and drinking wine at the same time as watching this show because I'm like so no, disgusted. It's disgusting. It's why I'm But not... if anyone's listening, 
right a medical I was gonna say, professional if listening <laughs> and loves the show then they should listen to becca tilly's podcast called scrubbing in because she's a huge Grey's anatomy fan uh and she's about our age so it kind of makes sense that she's super into it but yeah. um but yeah anyway back to jason's season yeah so like here are some random notes i took um one if you want to imagine merrily back in 2009 just google shelby on jason's season we had the same haircut <laughs> we look <laughs> i literally was watching it. like we look the exact same we look like the same girl she just has bigger eyes but blonde <laughs> short little bob with like was yes. the lob lob yes. bob but it was like a short bob oh yeah 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 anyway that was the thing that was like <laughs> it was. I, had short, I had short hair then too you did it too that's right yeah i did it in college right before right like middle of junior year yeah it kind of grew out and, and then, then i, I cut it again and grew out and i cut it again but yeah i, I know the short forgot that we both did it yeah you know what i think like kate hudson or someone did it and it was like the haircut right yeah. it's just it's funny when like you watch a show like the bachelor and it dates the hairstyles and the fashion of the day and mm-hmm. You know, like I was saying, the fashion was um, a lot of jewel tone colors. So oh, yeah. I noticed the first night, all the girls were wearing jewel tones, like deep purples and reds and blues and greens. There weren't like, now metallics are really in, mm-hmm. you know, and um, there weren't metallics. There weren't like pastels. There weren't a lot of black, like simple. It was just, mm-hmm. it was like elegant ballrooms. And mm-hmm. I also think it was funny this was one of those probably the first seasons where they like highlighted that women would spend thousands of dollars before coming on the show and they would buy new shoes and new clothes. And, um, and they highlighted that. That was kind of funny Mm -hmm. to see that because I think it was, um, one of the girls, uh, blonde Nikki from Chicago, she had like an entire suitcase of shoes and, um, then the mom, um, oh my gosh, the sweetest person on the show. Oh, uh, yeah. she was so sweet. I know. Well, when she had like an entire dance thing. <laughs> Remember the date where they're like waltzing? Yes. Uh, yeah. But I was going to say about her fashion, she brought like a ton of jewelry and yes. was like sharing all the jewelry and all her clothes with the girls. So like, I like how the show was hi- highlighting that because mm-hmm. Now we know that's commonplace, but like back then it was Mm -hmm. the show had been going on for like years at that point. So this was like in the middle of the show, like fully taking on its prime. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it's a great season to go back and watch on Netflix. Yeah. Um, So this was like the, I mean, do we want to spoil the end? It's on. Oh yeah. Everyone out. Everyone knows. Okay. The end, the end, because we this was was this the first time that he that the lead has chosen someone and then come back and said I actually want someone else yes so yes on air air. not yes in real life so because Ari did this exact same thing like exact and I remember thinking when I was watching that like Oh, this is so weird. And I, I think I talked to you and you're like, this has happened before. And <laughs> so you didn't when remember I watched, that? I, no, and then when I watched Jason's season, because I didn't watch it until um until this year. 
I had never seen it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I had never seen it. Oh, wow. So then I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, this is exactly what happened with Ari. Oh, wow. Okay. See, in my head, I'm like, this is common knowledge. Yeah. Doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, Um, I started watching. I didn't even watch Sean Lowe's season. I watched, I started watching in Chris Souls' season. Okay. And that's, that makes sense. And that's the patch was getting more popular then. So I will say this is, yes, this is the first time on The Bachelor um, that in front of production, I should say, The Bachelor Mm -hmm. changed his mind. There were previous bachelors who um, picked their final person and then later dated their runner up. Mm -hmm. Uh, That happened with a few. Uh, I know I'm trying to think, I know Sadie, who was Sadie? She dated Lorenzo. Lorenzo. I'm trying to think that's right. Yeah. I think so Sadie dated, this was years ago. There was a Italian Prince bachelor. Mm -hmm. um, And he picked, God, if I can remember who he picked, I'll have to look it up. Um, Lorenzo picked a girl named Jennifer Wilson, but then later dated Sadie. And everyone, Sadie was like really cute. She was kind of like a Tenley. Like everyone mm-hmm. really liked Sadie. She was definitely like a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that. Let's see who else dated their runner up. Um, trying to remember. It could have happened with Jesse Palmer. Am I right? I'd really have to like look it up again if that happened with anyone else. But um, yeah, I don't know. The first runner-up ever, I hope you know, is Trista Wren. Mm-hmm. So Trista got on the show because she was, of course, the dumped girl, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that I was right. It aired in 2002. Yeah. So this show has been on air for almost 18 years, and wow. yeah, I was a young kid watching The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, but you're right. This is the first time that on air, The Bachelor had ever changed his mind. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But what did you think about watching the entire season? Did you um, – do you think Jason was a good Bachelor? I do. Like, now that you've seen other Bachelors and how yeah. they've done. Yeah. He how was, would you rate him? I think he was – he's up there because he was so polished. He was so polished and so, like, likable. He was really kind to all of the women even if he wasn't into it he was still like very kind and mm-hmm. I mean attractive and also like a dad I mean like make your heart melt you know what I mean <laughs> like he was he kind of just ticked all the boxes for a lot of those girls I think I think it was like very genuine that like a lot of those girls were very into him Whereas nowadays you're like, some of these girls are showing up and not really for the guy that gets picked as Bachelor. You know, because some of them are casting way before they announce anything. Well, right. And that's the thing. Back then it was not cool and popular to go on the show, to quit your job or leave your job for four to six weeks potentially longer mm-hmm. and meet some guy. So just yeah. to give a little bit of upbeat background, um, before he was the bachelor, the most recent, uh, Oh God. Yeah. He, I'm like, damn. Yeah. He really was the, it can't be the 13th. Was he the 13th bachelor? <gasps> he was the 13th. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I've seen way too many seasons. So <laughs> I'm going to give a brief recap. All right. You ready for it? Here we mm-hmm. go. Okay, Alex Michael, 
um, he was like a businessman, kind of a douche, kind of seemed nice. Like you could fall for him, but like in the context of the show. So it made sense. Mm -hmm. Then they were like, let's get a huskier guy. Let's get an athletic guy. They pick Aaron, Aaron Berge. I think he was a businessman too. He picks this girl, Helen, but all of his girls were like really cute, pretty, like it was worth following. Right. Mm -hmm. Then they're like, okay, that was enough to keep it going. People clearly like, uh, um, a man who has his career in order. Mm -hmm. So let's pick someone else who has his career. Um, Andrew Firestone of the Firestone, you know, tire Mm -hmm. empire. And he also like had another job that he did on the sign on the side. So they made him the bachelor. So he's like kind of your wealthy bachelor. Mm -hmm. Um, he, and then after him was your funny bachelor, Bob Guinea, Funny and promiscuous because mm-hmm. he made out with like every girl on the show, mm-hmm. and I think he had sex with definitely his top three. Um, he picked Estella. His second was this girl Kelly, and his third was um, I want to say her name was Mary. I'm totally going from memory right yeah. now. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mary was like very emotionally invested in Bob, and so by Bob season, you're like, okay, these girls either really like the person or they don't, and. Mm-hmm. Then after Bob, so they've gone from like well three kind of wealthy, successful businessmen to I don't remember what Bob did, but he was really funny, had a great personality. Mm-hmm. Then they chose a um, football player, professional mm-hmm. quarterback Jesse Palmer. Mm-hmm. Then they chose Byron. I don't remember why they picked Byron, but I, he might have been like the reject from another season. I think he was the reject from a Bachelorette season, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me double check that. Then they pick a famous person. They pick Charlie O'Connell, the who's actor. the brother of Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Correct. And Charlie is also an actor. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, let's pick a famous person. Then they're like, let's pick a doctor. Another going back to the career route. Let's mm-hmm. pick someone who has a good career and is a doctor. Mm-hmm. Lovable. Then let's pick a prince. <laughs> then let's pick uh, a military uh, guy, Andrew Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was also a doctor. He was a military doctor hmm. with the Navy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Navy doctor. Hmm. This was back when we were in college, too, and I was yeah. dating someone in the Navy. So I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then we have military and doctor. Mm-hmm. Then they chose Brad Womack, who was, like, a successful Texas guy. So then they were like, all right, here's our niche. We get a lot of, like, classic all-American people who like mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, super, like, success-driven the way, like, maybe Northeasterners are. Mm-hmm. They're more like, let's get married, have babies, live on the farm. Yeah. So Brad Womack, perfect bachelor for that, just like a crystals, you know? Mm-hmm. They pick Brad. Then they're like, okay, let's shake it up because Brad didn't pick either of his women, and people hated that. Mm. Hated it. Mm. So then they pick a London guy. So they're, again, trying to change it up. They mm-hmm. had a prince. Now they're from mm-hmm. Italy. Mm-hmm. Not really from Italy. He was amazing. Now they're going to pick a London guy. Then they have Matt Grant. Mm -hmm. And then then they're like, all right, we're going to change it up again. We're going to pick a dad. Mm -hmm. So this, I'm telling you all this to say, they think they're reinventing the wheel each time. Mm -hmm. But there are certain types that fit. Like the Brad Womack, Chris Soules, it fits. The Ben Higgins, Pilot Pete, like the nice guy, like middle of the line, kind of vanilla. Um, it fits. So I think that's why they've chosen. Um, and then I could go on and on of the next several guys, but no need to right now. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's just super interesting how they've picked the bachelor and Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you're right. So he chose Melissa, um, a month, you know, three months later, dumped her on live television. Um, so, you know, and he asked Molly to date him. And Mm -hmm. as we often see, he and Molly have now been married for nine years. Mm -hmm. They have a child together named Riley, who is just adorable. And, uh, they both still live in Seattle. So it worked out for Jason and Molly, yeah. and um, I follow both of them, and I want to say I thought it was hilarious. Molly, like, put on her Instagram last week. She was like, yes, I know my season's on Netflix. I've had a lot of DMs about it. I'm aware. Um, and it was kind of like, yeah, like, I think she was just kind of annoyed by it. Like, yeah, yeah. our season's on Netflix. Like, there's not much I can do about it, like. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. think she really seemed very positive or negative. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting, which to me means she was probably felt negative about it. That mm-hmm. like her husband's on national television for anyone to watch and her, her now husband's making out with tons of women and anyone yeah. can watch it who has streamed Netflix. So, yeah. Um, but she seems like a very dedicated mother. Um, she throws the most beautiful parties for her daughter, Riley. Um, and. They definitely tie is obviously the older son. Is she like an in- so, influencer? Not really. She's just like a, so she speaks on like a radio show, like Seattle FM or kiss oh. FM or something. Hmm. So I'm not sure if that was like a part-time or a full-time job, but mm-hmm. she definitely has a job with the radio station in Seattle. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, she's been in the last year, she started soul cycle and like, wants her followers to know that like she wanted to get healthier and you know, I think good for her. So she just, honestly, I love every year when Riley's birthday comes around (laughs) because she throws the most epic birthday parties, like super themed with like cookies and cakes and like party favors and Mm -hmm. the place setting. Everything is like a wedding. It's beautiful. Wow. Wow. Um, So yeah, I think she seems like she's a great mom and Mm -hmm their life just seems really normal, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, like it seemed dramatic at the time, especially because like, is this where like blindsided was like coined as like a bachelor term because Melissa was like on the show that, yeah. And was she, what, uh, yeah, it just seems, it seemed so dramatic. Um, but I mean, they're like living their normal married lives now and everything's right. fine. <laughs> and so I, sh- I should note to you about Melissa. So um, this season, as you, if you guys all watched um, Hannah Brown on Dancing with the Stars, she was the first. Okay, well, that's not true. Trista Wren, now Ryan, was the first bachelorette to go on Dancing with the Stars. So Hannah is the second bachelorette ever to go on Dancing with the Stars. Um, But the only other woman who was really famous from The Bachelor was Melissa. So Melissa Mm -hmm. got rejected from Jason. Mm -hmm. And I think as like a pity, they were, I think they kind of said, I know I've read this somewhere, but they were like, would you rather be on Dancing with the Stars or be the next bachelorette? And she was a dancer. She was a professional dancer. She was like 25 Mm -hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. So she was like, yeah, I'd rather be on Dancing with the Stars. And she won. So oh. she won Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, obviously, this was like a decade ago. And then um, there was a guy that she had dated briefly, not like super seriously, but she had dated him. 
before she went on the show mm-hmm. and then um they got back together and and I think I guess the relationship wasn't that great before they went on the show mm-hmm. like it wasn't super serious or I don't know I'm sure he was just young but now they've been married for 10 years so just want to read a little wow. post she said so on December 8th she said celebrating 10 years of marriage with this guy this week on 12 12 mm-hmm. so yeah so um yeah so both everyone ended up happily married and At where they should what be we can see on Instagram happily right she is <laughs> she is three yeah she has three kids with her husband um they live in Texas Jason and Molly are in Seattle and as we all should know Jillian Harris then went on to become the bachelorette yeah. and she is now back home in her in- wonderful favorite place Canada, Canada and she's and has a partner and has two kids and she's yeah doesn't she have some HGTV show or something oh my god Jillian Harris has everything yeah, <laughs> Jillian Harris is the most she does it all. Aspirant. She has clothing lines. She has, um, yeah, she's a host on Love It or List at Vancouver. Love it or List it. She, um, she gets tons of sponsorships for her kids and mm-hmm. for um, herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she's her, so I funny and life. so like she she has like a great personality for. TV for being an entrepreneur like that I mean totally yeah and the producers could see that so if you want to watch the episode or the season of Jason episode one Jillian's the one who has the hot dogs and she cooks up some hot dogs (laughs) which you know the producers helped her with yeah you know like she pitched this producers was like hey so I like to know if the guy's a ketchup or a mustard or a relish guy can we like get some hot dogs in the house and they're like okay cool fun (laughs) And, uh, so anyway, like night one, she already stands out and, uh, yeah. So anyway, I wish, I hope they put her season on Netflix next, um, just to keep it in order. That would be kind of fun. But if you want to follow anyone I just mentioned, um, Jason Mesnick, Molly Mesnick, again, just look at Molly's page for her party ideas. Um, Jason and Melissa aren't super exciting to follow. However, Jillian Harris at 1 million followers and needs to get, higher than that the most beautiful children in the world she takes the most epic vacations to hawaii with her girlfriends with her family all the time Mm -hmm. um and just she's so fun like i could watch her stories for two hours a day she's just i could go on and on about jillian harris i would love (laughs) to be friends with jillian harris (laughs) but um yeah her page is just beautiful it's it's just beautiful yay so yeah so anyway, that's the recap on his season. Um, so Charles, next time we talk, it's going to be January, which means it's going to be Peter's oh, season. I know. It's exciting. So uh, I, I had so a is, bachelor-shaped hole in my life. Clearly, I uh, tried no. to fill it with Love Island. So Totally. So <laughs> I'm just going to give two little notes before we close off. And um, Chelsea and I had previously talked about Tasha and JPJ and quick recap. Um, they broke up a while ago, back in November. Um, if you would like to know more about their breakup and how she feels and how he feels, Tasha recorded on Rachel's bachelor happy hour on November 5th. And, um, JPJ recorded on a podcast called reality life with Kate Casey. That was on September 17th. 
Um, I've listened to both. They both give their sides of the story of their relationship. Obviously, JPJ's was done when they were still in relationship. Mm-hmm. And my quick analysis is that uh, she broke up with him, that she likes her reality life, and that, um, yeah, he wants to be an actor. Uh, but I think he still really liked her and would have dated her. I just think she yeah. didn't like that he had transitioned over from, like, his corporate world to now he was, like, an influencer slash actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, she didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she's milking up the influencer thing much more than he is. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's interesting. If you're curious to listen to those podcasts, those are out. And then um, – yeah. Which also, I saw, just a side note, I saw a photo that one of my friends sent of JPJ on his Instagram where he looks like a movie star. I was, like, weirdly, like, not sure about him as an actor, but after seeing that photo, I'm like, okay, JPJ, okay. He's like, as in, like you thought he was hot, or you think he's like a movie star? <laughs> well, yeah, but he's, but it's like I don't know. I, I just picture his like goofy personality, and if he can like mask that with some other character and just use his like hotness, I think he could. I think he could do it. Yeah, that one, but not that one. It's it's keep going. He's wearing like a red that one yes red plaid shirt oh, yes this red plaid going? shirt no no I, I did not share this my friend shared it <laughs> in a group text um yeah she shared that <laughs> in a group text um and everyone started freaking out so uh, from those photos it makes me feel like he's definitely trying to be an actor Oh, for sure. Look at his most recent photos on Instagram. And I love his handle. It's John Paul Jones, John Paul Jones. (laughs) I mean, he is a hunky guy. It's kind of funny. Like, I think he's hilarious. John, I would love to interview you and hear your side of the story. Um, I loved him. I loved him on Hannah season. I loved him even more on Paradise. Same. Even with the Derek drama, I was like, Same. producers are milking this shit up. Even though um, he vomited, I, like, way too much for me. So, as someone with a, with a vomiting phobia, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> every time he was on I, screen, I, I was I, like, ugh, ugh, is he gonna? <laughs> Do you know what's so funny? Is I thought that was so real. Like, yeah, I, it was. I'm sure he really was sick. He probably has a sensitive stomach, and... <laughs> The weather was crappy and hot and yeah. I don't know. I actually very, like kind of appreciate that he funny. wasn't like, you know, masking it and like, all right, I'm not feeling well. Have a good night. Bye. Like yeah. he is just his 24 year old self. Like, yes. oh shit, I got to vomit in the trash can now. <laughs> all right, back in the conversation. I'm here. I'm here. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> like, I love the vibe. Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah, I'm a huge JPJ fan. I think he's yeah, just hilarious. I think, I think and... he could. What do you think his type will be? Do you think he'll get typecast as like the surfer dude, like, uh, like spaced out? Like, dude, where's my car? Yeah. Um, or do you think he'll be more? 
I think he's he's very attractive that he could do either. It's just how he acts. We don't know what he's like in the audition room. Yeah. So yeah. Um. But I could also see him being like play like the hunky like, um, like the love interest. Yeah. You know, kind of like. Yeah. God, who's the sexiest Australian actor who Miley Cyrus broke up with? Oh, I don't know. But have you seen the Netflix movie Falling in Love? Falling no, in Love did... with Christina Milian? That guy. What's that guy's name? Who did Miley Cyrus marry? Liam, yeah, okay. Liam Hemsworth. There's some Hemsworth yeah, now I remember. brothers. So, I feel like JPJ could be typecast similarly to like a Liam Hemsworth type role, mm-hmm. you know, like the yeah. tall hunky guy, like dating the girl, like he's the rebel or like the soft spoken guy at the high school or in the yeah. college. Yeah, he looks yeah. like a college. I don't know. Adam Demos was the guy I was thinking of. He plays, he's in this movie falling in love on Netflix He's Australian. Okay. What is? Uh, the Australians are always the hottest. Oh yeah. Oh, he's in Unreal. Okay. That's what I recognize him from. Okay. Have you watched Unreal? The show. Oh man. On Lifetime. Guy's super attractive. Yeah. Ha- wait. Have you watched um, Unreal? No, I haven't. Have you no. heard about it? Do you know anything about it? Oh yeah, of course I know about it. Okay, I just yeah. haven't. Oh man, he's really hunky. Yes. He's the his he's nose the new, is kind of weird. He's the new it guy, I think. I don't know. I'm just saying that. <laughs> because I, I love the movie kind of and I love Christina Milian. She hasn't been around for a while, but she's pretty great. Is the movie actually good? I mean, if you want to get behind the concept that this girl won an in in Australia by entering a sweepstakes while she was drunk on her computer in the middle of the night. I mean... I believe that. (laughs) Why would she go to an inn? If you can get behind that, then you're good. It's it's an enjoyable movie. So it's kind of like a lifetime movie? Yeah. Okay. So he's an Unreal. Is that what you're going to tell me? He's an Unreal. Is that worth watching? I think so. I mean, I have a friend who has worked on the show as a PA, uh, on The Bachelor, I, I should say, as a PA. And Wait, the friend worked on The Bachelor or worked on Unreal? Worked on The Bachelor. And, oh, okay. And he watched, like, the first couple episodes of Unreal, and he was like, no, not even close. I don't like it. It doesn't – it's not what it's like. But for me, I was like, okay, I know this is exaggerated. This is not a realistic, per se. I mean, who knows? But um, it, it's definitely a lifetime drama. The Lifetime Network. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a soapy um, version of, of the, bachelor. the Bachelor. So can I ask yeah. Going back to your friend, how long was your friend a PA on The Bachelor? And what did he say was not true about Unreal? You know, that's um, that super interesting. Yeah, he was on 
I want to say he was like three years. Um, oh, that's a while. Yeah, he was one in one season. He was like the suitcase ninja that like comes and like pulls the suitcase out when you know when they're on a two on one. Oh yeah, and, like one of the suitcases disappears. It's like some random person, PA, or sometimes it's like a security guy or like whoever grabs the suitcase and that's how they know who is going home. Um, So he did Mm -hmm. that one season. Um, I want to say it was, I want to say it's Andy's season that he's a suitcase ninja in one of the episodes. Uh, But he did like, he did some like mixing of drinks and running around and like I mean like just like he was an assistant on set um yeah I think he didn't like the portrayal of the producers like he I think he didn't like how um they are very what's the word I should use in Unreal the producers are very calculated and manipulative um and i Mm -hmm. think he thought that was kind of unfair like he didn't see the producers doing that behind the scenes um which of course like i said this is a lifetime show it's not realistic probably in a lot of ways um but it was a juicy drama (laughs) so i enjoyed it and they also have yeah. some, like, timely, like, topical things that they um, confronted. Uh, in this so, basically, no one has to watch Unreal if you love The Bachelor, but it could be a fun show to watch. It could be a fun show to watch. If you like soapy dramas, I mean, we just were talking about this guy who's in Falling in Love on Netflix. <laughs> if you we're like those types of people. movies, if you like that type of thing, then... <laughs> It's it's fun. I think there's some really excellent acting in it too. So Constance Zimmer hmm. plays the like top producer, like the one of the executives. Um and she is excellent. She is such a good actress. Hmm. So okay. worth it. So it could be worth it for her. Yeah. So I want to update a little bit more about Bachelor Nation. So we said that obviously JPJ and Tasha broke up mm-hmm. and where to find those podcasts mm-hmm. about, or, well, that's firsthand accounts of theirs. Um, I want to share that obviously, hopefully you all know that now that Katie and Chris broke up. So is this new in the last like week? This is, this is really, oh. really new. So this was released. I can give you the exact date. And I want to share with you guys, I listened to um, another podcast. Uh, you know, I love my podcast. So Katie Morden and uh, Chris Bukowski, they broke up on December 10th, mm. which was a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah my birthday was the day before. Yeah. So um, they broke up on a Tuesday. They both used the exact same photo and actually no different photos, same message. So they clearly discussed this together. And, um, so some interesting things that she said, um, she went on Dean and Jared's Help I Suck at Dating podcast, which, by the way, used to be Dean, Vanessa, and Jared. Vanessa's no longer on the podcast for reasons I do not know. Um, hmm. But, and by the way, speaking of Vanessa, she just celebrated 
her one year anniversary with her boyfriend and he took her into the Ritz Carlton in Vancouver and they had a staycation and um, it looks like they just did a ton of things like they got like a gift certificate to the opera or I think the opera something Mm -hmm. Um, they got like champagne it just seemed like very sweet and they seemed very in love so my predictions are still I think right that they will get engaged soon Hmm. So I'm very happy for her because I think she's sweet and I think it makes sense. Like I think she and a guy from Canada makes sense. And he reached out to her. They met because he DM'd her. Hmm. So I think it always bodes well when the guy is very interested Mm -hmm. and like attracted to the girl Mm -hmm. and also just likes her. And if he had the boldness to like message her off of online then he thinks he like won the gold lottery, you know? And, and that's how your husband should feel. Your husband should be like obsessed with you and love you. So I just, I hope the best for Vanessa, even though she's no longer on the podcast. Um, any comments on that? And then I'm going to talk about Katie's, uh, interview. No, I mean, she didn't have to move, I guess. I mean, like, when she was on... Because she was on uh, Nick's season, right? Yeah. Yeah. She got engaged and to Nick And she was, all. like, trying to figure out if she was going to move and all of that stuff. She did. And she did. She did move. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes location is, like, a deal breaker for people. And I'm glad she found someone. So, I think it's a huge location for a lot of... I mean... A huge location. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I think the older people get, the bit the bigger it holds weight. Yeah. That being said, yeah, I do because when you're under twenty five, it's a lot easier to feel like I can pick up and move my life somewhere, and you feel like the world's your oyster, and you could like create a life anywhere. Mm-hmm. But like when you've created a life in your twenties with like a group of friends or you're really close to your family and you want to be close by mm-hmm. then no, it does not make sense to live across the country from them. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. So anyway, um, back to, uh, the rest of Katie, Katie and Chris. So yeah. Katie spoke to Jared and, um, Dean and Dean asked some good questions. I feel like he kind of reads people well and, it shows. And then Jared, it's clearly Jared, the guy who like does his homework. And, mm-hmm. um, even their producer Easton noted that like, Hey, Jared, you're like the most prepared person ever. So, um, that was kind of nice to hear, yeah. you know, yeah. about Jared. I think Jared has had a really interesting evolution mm-hmm. in the last several years. Yeah. But, um, so they anyway, they're, they're interviewing Katie and Chris mm-hmm. and she said like under her breath as the other guys are like talking over her she's like I hadn't seen Chris in a while so I was like okay so she's never she never revealed when they last saw each other Mm -hmm. but for him to for her to say we hadn't seen each other in a while so one clearly the breakup did not happen face to face in person yeah number two maybe part of the reason why we haven't seen a lot of their Instagram life together is because they haven't been together um and she did note that like it wasn't let me just say this she didn't put any blame on him at all mm-hmm. which I appreciated her yeah. like um respect for him yeah because I I like I think Chris Bukowski's also evolved a lot 
obviously I don't know him personally, mm-hmm. but I think he seems like a good guy. And, um, like he's very different than the guy we saw on TV seven, eight years ago on Emily Maynard season when he first appeared in bachelor nation. But, mm-hmm. um, she says that their conversations always revolved around them needing to work on themselves. Um, that they hadn't planned marriage or moving in together. They were kind of always just planning like the next step, like, okay, I'm working on myself. And, um, she also said towards the end that she's truly believes and she thinks Chris would agree, but she can't totally speak for him that had they not gotten engaged, uh, she said what they both figured out after the show, they wouldn't be together this long. Hmm. So had they not gotten engaged, they would not have lasted the six months that they did. Interesting. So I thought that was kind of telling. I don't know why. Um, She just said, as it comes down to a compatibility thing, which Mm -hmm. is kind of BS, but I don't know if they weren't like, I'm sure they were sexually attracted to each other, but it sounds like maybe their lifestyles or what they valued mm-hmm. or how they spent their time. Yeah. Um, you know, Jared even was like, yeah, that's right. Like Chris travels a lot between like Denver and Chicago mm-hmm. and Katie lives in LA. Um, from what I can see, like Katie is fully embracing her life of like, and she has been for a while, like doing dancer work in LA mm-hmm. where she's dancing for a living and, she got a new apartment and decorated it and she got bought a puppy recently. So in my mind, to me, that doesn't look like a woman engaged, ready, sacrifice to move somewhere. However, maybe in her mind, she's thinking Chris should do the same and move to LA to be with her. Yeah. I I just, I don't know where, who wasn't budging or if Mm -hmm. they both weren't budging Mm -hmm. or if they just, their lifestyles truly look super differently, but I have noticed on his profile or his Instagram, he recently was in Tulum, Mexico. And Jared noted that like, I guess Chris travels a lot for work. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what he does for work. It's not really clear, um, on social media, Mm -hmm. but, um, he has like a bar or something, right? He owns a bar. Oh, maybe in Denver. Is that right? I'm just trying to. Yeah. But I don't know why he would, needed to travel for one bar though you know i don't know i mean he he could be an entrepreneur with Mm -hmm. different ventures that we just don't know about but for whatever reason she just said that they tried to make it work because they were engaged and that was really kind of like the glue Mm -hmm. holding them together Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean sad for them because they're two people i want to find happiness Mm -hmm. but yeah, what are your thoughts, though? You know, like, I know some people thought this was going to happen regardless. They thought they were, like, destined to fail, mm-hmm. but I didn't see that. I saw them as a couple who was just, like, naturally going through the ebbs and flows of the roughness of real life and dating. And I think they broke up at a pivotal moment when you kind of have to shit or get off the pot. Yeah. And, like, to to stay on the pot, so to speak, someone would have to make plans to move mm-hmm. or sacrifice their livelihood or something, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so I, I would love to know the deeper story. I think she seems like a doll. Um, I also think he seems like a nice guy. So yeah. 
what I don't know your thoughts yeah I think that when I saw them on after the rose the final rose um I could tell they were shaky and I was like "Eh, I don't see this going too much longer um just from that and also the the tumultuousness of them on the beach too where it was like back and forth and she couldn't make up her mind and she made up her mind and he was like I don't know and so I think that to me felt a little like rocky to start like a foundation that wasn't quite can you remind me what she couldn't make up her mind about I don't remember like he like said that he liked her kind of early on and she was like I don't know and then she had the weird conversation with uh well uh wills and then and then he went on a date with someone or something and then she was like okay fine I actually like you (laughs) like it took her a while to like to like officially say that she was into him and by then he was like I don't know like you were just saying that you didn't know and she's like you know I think I know now and then she was like trying to like get back in his good graces but he was like already like going on another date with somebody or something it was just like at the beginning it wasn't quite like we both really like each other it didn't feel super mutual from the beginning so I was like, okay, they're like working it out. And by the end, he had finally decided and she had decided and it seemed like they were on a path. But then you see them talking to Chris and she's not wearing her ring. And it was weird when they left and were like outside um, getting on the golf cart at the studio. And he was like, they were like arguing already, um, like after the interview. And I was like, oof, that doesn't look good. <laughs> like, I just didn't think that they would be together that long. But um, that said, their their um, engagement was really sweet. Like, when they were sweet together, they were really sweet. So, mm-hmm. um, so I could see how someone could think they would go the distance. Yeah, I think I just thought there could be promise. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors involved. And um, yeah. it sounds like they both are the sort of people who are, like, loyal, mm-hmm. who, like, want to make something work. And I think that means a lot in Bachelor Nation because there's a lot of people who would not try to make things work. Yeah. Um, so I think I had they had that in their favor, mm-hmm. that they both were that way. Mm-hmm. But in a negative respect um, – yeah, I don't. I think a guy always wants to feel like really secure that the woman is uh, obsessed with him to some degree, mm-hmm. because there's like an insecurity there. I mean, when a man is like putting his life on the line for a woman, and he's doing that when he chooses to purchase a ring for her and to, you know, commit his life to her, and we're committing our life to them too. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think there's this sense within a man to be like the provider whether or not he is the breadwinner or not um and whether or not she has a flourishing career or not i've noticed with men who are flourishing there in their career they feel that much more secure to move forward 
Mm-hmm. And so I have two hypotheses. One, he's not flourishing in his career, and therefore he wasn't able to afford to fly out to L.A. as much and visit her. And I could see her just being kind of stubborn about, like, why is my life going on? And her might thinking, like, he should come visit me. You know, I could see that happening and that dynamic that, like, he just can't afford it right now. Mm-hmm. But I could also see the dynamic of, I don't know. I, I just kind of get the vibe that he's probably not the best at communicating. Mm-hmm. And she is like verbal affirmations. Mm-hmm. She needs verbal affirmations. And so if he's not giving her verbal affirmations, she feels like this can't be the guy for me. Cause like mm-hmm. I need a guy who's like going to make it abundantly clear with his words that he's crazy about me. And that's totally fair. So I, that's the truth. I don't fault her for breaking up with him, mm-hmm. but those are kind of my two hypotheses as to why it ended, you know, like I can remember years ago, um, dating a guy in another city and we had a foundation, but it only been a few months. Mm -hmm. And then I moved and I was, I remember kept thinking, when's he going to come visit? When's he going to come visit? And he just wasn't super aggressive. And there's something about this guy, Chris, Bukowski that reminds me of this ex of mine and that he's not as verbal and, um, you know, like forthright, mm-hmm. maybe he's insecure. Yeah. Um, or maybe he's not Possibly. like he, maybe he thinks Katie maybe Katie has other ass prospects or Katie deserves better. Or mm-hmm. Katie could have any guy. And, or, I don't know. I just kind of get the vibe that Chris might've been somewhat insecure about him and Katie. So, yeah. Who knows? Only Katie really knows mm-hmm. and Chris and Yeah. Um uh, But anyway, they broke up. If you want to listen to that interview, it's on Help I Suck at Dating with Dean and Jared. Anyway, I think it's <laughs> hilarious how they say it. Um But yeah, and then I just wanted to just note two things real quick. Um because I heard this on I forget whose podcast it was and they were, I forget whose it was, but they were talking about like that bachelorette reunion mm-hmm. that happened a while back at the beginning of, was it the beginning of Hannah's season? Yeah. Yes. It was the beginning of Hannah's season. Yes. And they had all the four bachelorettes come out. Well, Except... all but two. Yeah. Yeah. And so I of course noticed this as it was happening. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's that gap between Trista and Deanna? I was like, that's weird. Mm. Um, so I was really excited to see like Meredith and Jen because I hadn't seen them in years. Mm-hmm. Well, Meredith was, um, here's the, I'll tell you Jen's be first. So basically mm-hmm. the order of Bachelorette, it goes Trista, then Meredith, then Jen, then it was Deanna, mm-hmm. um, who's married to a bachelor brother. Yes. And then Jillian and then Allie and Ashley and Emily and so and so on. So anyway, Jen chef was not there. She did not pick either of her guys. And, um, apparently they asked her to come to the reunion and she just said that she had a family like vacation week Mm -hmm. already in plan. And she just decided not to come, which is totally fair. You know, like to her, it wasn't a big deal to be on ABC television. Yeah. It was like, well, I already have plans, so I can't come. I'm so sorry, yeah. but thank you for inviting me. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I think that's a fair response, and totally. it just sounds like she 
doesn't need this in her life. Yeah. Like she was on a show in 2005 or that's when it aired. So that means she taped in 2004. Mm-hmm. That's so long ago. I mean, yeah. like, so I, yeah. I get it. 15 years ago, mm-hmm. she doesn't need this in her life. That so it's great. Sense. And she's married and has kids. And so anyway, that's Jen's story. Mm-hmm. So Meredith, who would have filmed in 2003 and then it aired in early 2004. Um, so this is kind of shady. I found this out. Apparently on her season, a female masseuse groped her. And I don't know in the context of what, but um, she reported this later. Like it sounds like she's reported this much later mm-hmm. and it also, I don't know when she reported this, so I should do some more research on this, but um, she says she wasn't invited to come to the reunion, which I think is really shady. It is shady. Um, so, you now obviously, we aren't Meredith, so we don't know, mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, I thought she was a really, like, fun-loving girl. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, when she was on the show, she was battling alcoholism, which... Mm-hmm. The show is not helping that when they're feeding alcohol back in 2003 with zero limit of alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it was definitely sad to hear that she was molested while filming and it just like brought about the darker things that happen on the show, like people having bad edits and it really bringing them to rounds of depression and therapy and um, you know, the molestation that happened here for her, mm-hmm. there's, there's has to be other things that have happened through the years, yeah. but, um, I'm sure. Yeah. It's just like, what's kind of interesting to find out. Yeah. Yeah. That is sad. I, yeah. I hope that, so, I hope that women are more and men and young people are, um, ah, <sighs> finding their voice and feeling more empowered to speak up when things like this are happening. And hopefully the more people that are coming out and speaking about it, the more people feel comfortable doing it because it seems like probably, I don't know if it doesn't seem like she said anything about it publicly. Right. At the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At the time. So Anyway, um, yeah, me too. But anyway, that was 15 years ago. And I just kind of wanted to shed light. I think people forget about those other bachelorettes and I watched their seasons. Um, I, I didn't really like Jen. I remember like thinking she was kind of cold. Uh, but I think she lives in the Northeast and was probably more businessy. And at the time I'm young and I'm like, Oh, you know, who knows? It's, It's all like, perspective on when you're watching and what type of person you are when you watch. So, yeah, you know, um, but anyway, I'm very excited for a new season of the bachelor, but honestly, I would love another bachelorette season. I just love when it's the bachelorette. I think I it's, it's just great. I almost think it's better yeah. when it's the bachelorette. Agreed. What do you think? I agree. I think that there's, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm laughing to myself because I'm imagining watching this with my husband and, you know, like the parading around in the bikinis and all of that. And I'm like, oh, 
this is like of course they're just like objectifying all of these girls and and then I watch a season of Bachelorette and Adam's like um hello all of these guys are shirtless (laughs) they're doing these like like outdoorsy sports or like aggressive sports and like yeah like you're telling me this is not also like objectifying these men and I'm like fair this is very fair um yeah so I think they kind of like equally equally objectify the guys and the, the girls. other sex yeah 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 and even while it's like on and even for the lead I feel like they do it more with the bachelors like there's lots more shower scenes and stuff like with Colton it was like every episode there was like an outdoor shower scene where he's like <laughs> just lathering up and I'm like really uh totally the girls for bachelor whereas with Hannah and like, Becca they didn't do that yeah I feel like they didn't show her like jogging they used in a to, bikini though. like very much which I appreciate I will tell you I remember I I think I'm almost positive they did this. I remember feeling they did that with Trista. Oh, they yeah. objectified Trista mm-hmm. years ago because mm-hmm. she was cute. She was like, she'd been a former, like I think Miami heat, but she had lived in Miami and was like a, a dancer mm-hmm. for one of the sports teams. Mm-hmm. So Trista was like a cute little dancer mm-hmm. and had a great body. And I remember they objectified her and then the next few, I can't remember how much they objectified, but I definitely remember them objectifying Allie. Like, Allie would be in a bikini a lot, and they just really played up, like, oh, she's such a hot body. Yeah. She was she was ripped. Yeah. She was, like, a former college um, athlete. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I think it depended. And Ashley, I, I think it depends on the, the, the lead. Like, yeah. Allie and Ashley, I remember them, like, showcasing them and – their bodies. And then yeah. they would, I think it might depend on the person, you know, yeah. cause they did not do that with Emily Maynard hmm. or with Desiree. They were not about to do that with them. Mm-hmm. It may be a, part, you know? it may have been, it may be partially like the bachelor and bachelorettes, like the leads might, must have a say in like how much they want to show and all of that. At least I hope. They yeah. Say. I don't know. <laughs> I hope. Okay, well, we have been chatting for so long, and this has been so fun. Any final notes before we go into the new year about? um, I'm gonna do my thoughts or prediction. I'm gonna do my first uh, fantasy league. My first ever. Okay, I'm excited about it. And how? Where are you doing it? I'm doing it on the website, um, bachelorbracket.com. I think is what it's called bachelor bracket okay and abc has one ABC as well has one as well yes uh, i think so it's gonna be fun i think it's gonna be fun um i have some friends that uh uh here in philly that like kind of like to show up every now and then they're like uh actually i have a couple friends whose like boyfriends watch it but they aren't really fans <laughs> but somehow they got like roped into like the girls viewing parties um and uh so I'm like excited to like give them more of a reason to like show up and be like interested in what's happening if only just to see if they're like girls are make get making the cut each week 
Um, yeah, making to the next round. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'll be fun. I mean, I like watching it now no matter what because I like talking about it with you and I like sometimes my husband will read me recaps after <laughs> we're falling asleep <laughs> when we're going to bed he'll like pull out a bachelor recap and read it to me and it's usually very funny um so I went to the bachelor brackets website mm-hmm. and the people on the main page um so in the top the youtube video looks like Juan Pablo season in the bottom it's Nick Vial season and I'm like looking at it like these are old so I'm now if I go to contestants I wonder if they've updated it oh they already have wow they have the girls so they're quick they are on it yeah and they have different photos of the girls too that's super interesting they pulled other photos yeah and they can so these are not the photos that are stock photos from the um the bachelor website abc website I didn't look at into it that Deeply. Oh, I like these photos better. These photos reveal a little bit about these pers- people's personalities oh. and oh, okay. what I'm they excited. look like. I'm to look at it. We decided to do the game play uh, where we choose after the first rose once. So we pick our our bracket after that first one. There's also the option to do it week to week and like update. But that seems like a lot of work, and some people can't watch it every week and all that. They also have another option where you can choose before the show even airs, which is a little more like what we're doing now, just going off of the bios and pictures and stuff Um, and the little tidbits that Chris Harrison gave us. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. Never done it before. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm going to have to do this one too. Bachelor bracket. Yeah. Oh, oh man. All right. Well, Chelsea, I love you. I love you too. Um, I think we've talked about the show for quite a while, so yeah. it's time to say goodbye and edit away, but I love you. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Love you too.